This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. We have a friend of the firm on today, Alex. He's uh, actually with Acoustic, uh, and he'll tell you a little bit about his job and all of the stuff that he does. But the topic we're going to be talking about today is about employer brand grows up in a post-COVID world. So we're going to talk about EB, but we're actually going to really kind of dig into what it, what we think it looks like in a post-COVID world and uh, and maybe even some, uh, some of the things we should be doing now to get ready for that. Alex, would you do us the favor, do the audience a favor, and both introduce yourself, but also introduce Acoustic? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks, Wim. Uh, you know, you, uh, you're one of the biggest names in the uh, space, so it's an honor to, uh, to even be on a podcast with you. So thanks for having me. Um, as you mentioned, uh, I'm Alex Sir. I work for uh, Acoustic. We are uh, one of the top uh, marketing companies out there. Uh, previously, a spinoff of IBM. So uh, very, very much if you want to call it a, a startup and uh, going from there. However, uh, I run the employer brand and talent attraction on a global level. Uh, so I'm here building up the shop, uh, uh, the, the whole ground up, the EVP, working on the recruitment marketing, just really working to, to, to galvanize the culture and share and tell that story externally. Uh, but aside from that, I also sit on the board for the Talent Brand Alliance. So a bunch of other folks like myself, uh, you know, connecting with uh, thousands of others across the globe, handling the marketing. And I also sit on the uh, group of leaders for the employer brand wagon out of Australia. Very cool. So when you're building there, are you building a practice for acoustic? I mean, I know you do the, the work, your team does the work for acoustic, but do you also help the clients? Um, so I, I just sit on the employer branding side. So, right, right, uh, right, yeah, right. Our, our folks, they, you know, they work with them to provide different, uh, marketing solutions, whether it be with, uh, uh, with content, with, right. uh, yeah, and all, all the good stuff that goes with that. But, Sorry, I said uh, you know I said more more on the talent acquisition side, working with our Sweet. internal and external folks. Right, 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 right. Well, it's funny because uh, with some agencies, you know, the you know you'll find the folks that do the internal stuff and do the the brand, but then you'll find people like Kirk Fisher did it for Allegius, where he would go out and do EB for clients of Allegius. Uh, so I, that's why I wanted to make sure I understood exactly where you sit and what you're doing. Um, you've been doing EB for a long time. So you've kind of seen the cycles, uh, of technology and even awareness and, and, and things like that. So let's talk about COVID and what, what's happened during COVID from your perspective in EB, in, in, in EB. And then let's talk, then we'll pivot and get into the, what we think is going to happen post COVID. So just give us, just give us the high level of what you've seen over the last year. Um, you know what I've seen over the last year, which uh, feels like a couple years actually is (laughs) cat um, years. Yeah. They're dog years. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I feel like it's been, uh, there, there's been a, a huge shift, right. Um, 
you know, the whole work from home phenomenon, which people thought was going to happen five years from now, we were suddenly able to make a switch in, you know, 48 hours. Mm -hmm. So people are embracing that there's a, there's a change of your work from home culture versus the office culture. Um, So people are embracing that, okay, this actually should be one thing and not siloing your remote workforce or your workforce that actually doesn't live in the same country. Uh, So that has changed Uh, more the focus on like, you know, and there were companies that were great about this before, but the focus on, okay, you you have these great products, right? Like we have great products at Acoustic. Uh, We had great products at Informatica when I was there, you know, the Facebook, Google's, all these other companies, but what real life problems and challenges are you, are you fixing and solving? Um, That matters to people now. Uh, So that matters, you know, the kind of, content you put out there matters quite a bit too. the whole content marketing. Um, also the, the stance you're going to take as it relates to a lot of the social issues we were having um, mm. either prior to COVID, but uh, more importantly, when during the times of COVID with uh, social injustice um, and not just, and, and I think it's, it's easy for folks to look at, okay, Hey, let's celebrate like, you know, for myself being Asian American. Okay. Let's celebrate Asian American month. Okay, right. well, you know what? That doesn't cut it anymore. Like, right. where, where, what was your stand on BLM? Uh, at the moment, what is your stand on Asian hate crimes? Like, mm. that does matter. Yep. It's going to matter more, uh, especially, you know, we're, we're pivoting a little bit, but we're, you know, the generations uh, that are younger, they care about that stuff more than we do. They, they'll ask those questions in the recruiting process that, that, that I wouldn't have. You know, the, the, you know, generations before them might not have brought up social issues in an interview uh, or even, or even pre-interview, uh, they wouldn't have brought those things up. And, and now it's table stakes. They're, they're yeah, going I, to ask. Go ahead. I agree. And I, and I think it's, it could be, so it could be a matter of, okay, hey, that was, you know, common practice not to ask those things. Right. Or, you know, now you actually have, you've got, you know, people out there, you know, people who are like voices of change saying things. I know for for myself growing up, you know, yeah, you know, early on in my career, I was not allowed to do that. You know, you pretty much had to stick with the, uh, the status quo and not say much. Right. But I think last year, you know, I know for me personally, it gave me a chance. I saw a lot of people who I, I respect in the space who are like, you know, they're going to say something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they are that confident in their own personal brand and the work that they've done that. Okay. Hey, if it doesn't work out here, company A, company B will be there. People will stand out that this is it's not just a trend. It's, it's something that you believe in and you can say something, That's right. Uh, but also to your point the, you know, the, the next group of workers coming in, I mean, they're going to look at that and say, you know, it's great. You got this, the, these, these foosball tables, mm-hmm. break rooms. Uh, you gave me a hot, you know, a uh, sabbatical and free beer, but w- what are you doing for me? That does matter. Right. So EB in the past has, has, uh, has been a lot of different things for folks, but it's generally it's, it's been kind of how do you market culture and values and the behind the veil, the work, what gets done, uh, et cetera, with remote, you know, a kind of destroying kind of the, the idea that work has to happen in a box uh, and mm-hmm. at a place how do you, how do you, how do we, how do we market that in the future? Like, what are we going to be, what do you think are going to be the anchor points of, of employer brand in the future? Well, I think what you need to look at and, and, and it's good you, you raise up those points. Um, you, you know, it's, you're not just to be pin, uh, pinned down to one location. It's right. going to be okay. Hey, well, now you can't work from home. Okay. Well, what's, what's the benefit? Like, 
are we still offering internal mobility? Because, mm. you know, I would say prior to that, like you need to be the most like super social person, uh, proactive to really make a difference if you're not in the office for the, you know, the water cooler conversations to make a difference. Uh, but aside from that, it's okay. Hey, yes, you can work remote, but what are, what else are we giving you? Are we going to, we're going to offer you like a brand new desk because, you know, desks were pretty premium early on in the pandemic. You couldn't find anything <laughs> to save your lives. I mean, you know, the stuff that you and I are using now, like, you know, I, I honestly didn't even do a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now with podcasts and webinars. And it was, it was a pain in the butt to find this stuff. So simple stuff like that will actually come across really well in your EB if you say, hey, uh, you know, we're, we're company, uh, company so what, and we are going to, you know, not just give you the ability to, uh, to grow with us and stay remote forever. We're actually going to give you a Yeti mic, a amazing webcam. And we're also going to give you two screens, a stand-up desk, a pad underneath your, you know, your chair so you can stand up, sit down. Like those things are going to matter. And I don't think we consider those things, but not just that, it comes down to, okay, hey, um, you know, maybe we'll even give you a, you know, if you like a Netflix account, you know, to balance things out or um, a, a learning subscription to LinkedIn learning, which, um, you know, it, it could be good for some, you know, people have different opinions on that, uh, but access to other programs, ways that are really going to enhance that process or that uh, the culture for, if you want to call it that, while you're at home, because you're, you know, in most cases, people are not going back to the office. That's just, I, you know, I know there's some articles that have come out in the last couple of weeks where they're saying, hey, companies are investing back in the office, but a good majority of companies are not doing that. If anything, they're making like hybrid offices and, you know, it, it's something to consider. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how people are going to evaluate commute in the future. Now that, I mean, COVID is, yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, it's unlocked this for us, right? And again, silver lining to so many people going through so much pain is is that we, we used to think of an hour commute or, or something like that, and so especially in some of the bigger cities is like, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. You, you know, there's, the job's there and then you commute. So what? You know, you know listen to, listen to, or learn a language, whatever. Um <laughs> Uh, but, but I think it's, it's interesting. I think as we talk post COVID and employer brand, I think commute is going to be huge for people. And again, that kind of bleeds into your hybrid workforce, workplace, uh, flexibility, you know, people mm -hmm. are going to be really interested in what is work flexibility look like and also remote. So, uh, you know, people are going to look at commute as one of those, one of those things and go, do I really want to spend 45 minutes of my life? each way or an hour and a half of my life a day in, in a car. That's true. And, and I don't think it's a, you know, prior to COVID, it was, it was a strong, you know, negotiation tactic, right? It's like, Hey, move over right. here. We'll increase the salary. But uh, I mean, you saw people early on during the uh, days of COVID with the like, you know, I'm going to take this money from the Bay, move to Montana and call it good. Yep. And even afterwards, when companies were taking off five or 10%, if you stayed over there, you're still saving, you're, you're saving money, you're saving your sanity and you're saving the wear and tear in your vehicle. Yep. Yeah. That's, those are going to be important points. What, are, what do you think candidates are going to be asking? Like I, I have in my mind and I, again, we're, we're just, we're, 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 we're talking about the future so we could be completely sure. wrong, but I have in my mind that candidates are going to want to know how companies managed COVID. 
Yeah, and, and I agree. I'm, I might be wrong on that, but I it's just, just in my head for some reason. Like, like I just and maybe it's I want a desire for the candidates will be that probative uh, in terms of like what did you do? Like, how did you manage this? Um, mm-hmm. What do you think candidates are going to ask? Um, so I can I can speak to that from being a one of the candidates during the pandemic, but also my my views afterwards, like yours as well, is that uh, when I was a you know, interviewing for roles and you know just having you know, small conversations with uh, hiring managers, uh, that wasn't asked. It was, okay, what did, at that time, what did you do during the early days of COVID? Uh, did you support your people? Did you force them to come in? Did you actually give them some sort of, and uh, in terms of support, okay, did you help them out with stuff, you know, because people were working on their kitchen tables. Um, you're going to give them a desk, the, you know, uh, an actual full functioning working laptop, uh, but aside from that, what did you do to stand up to things? Did you just, you know, when you had all the social injustice stuff happened, did you simply put a Maya Angelou statement out there and call it good? Right. Did you donate 2 million bucks to this cause as a tax write-off? That's, let's call it what it is. That's, that's, you know, it is a tax write-off, but did you change your policies internally and externally? Uh, but aside from that, moving forward, um, you know, what, what have you done to change? Um, you know, if I were applying for a job after COVID was, you know, said and done with, okay, do you have, uh, and, and this should have been a question before, but do you have ERGs that are going to support people like me, people like my coworkers? Um, can I actually make a difference? Um, and then the same questions I mentioned before about, about COVID, but uh, aside from that, you know, wh- what are you doing? Are you just going to, you know, revert back to pre-COVID? Or are you accepting, hey, this is the way it is now? We are going to be better about that. We're also going to look at the best ways to, you know, not just fly. It's, it's one thing to fly people all over the place. Say, I, you know, I love, I love traveling, travel a lot globally, but um, you know, when it, when push comes to shove, you want that balance in your life. You know, if you travel, you want to be traveling for fun with the balance of work, personal pleasure. But if you're traveling too much for work, what is that place doing to address that? And just the, you know, aside from that, the overall benefits they're giving you that are different than was there before. Right. Right. And, and we've seen, uh, you know, the benefits providers get real flexible there too and tackle things like mental health and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, again, well-being, wellness, uh, all kinds of cool things there that I think hopefully we've, we've learned through COVID, but it will stick, you know, post COVID. So let me, let me give you a magic wand and sure. I want you to, to <laughs> build, cause I, I think this for the folks that are not, steeped in recruitment marketing or employer branding they they don't really understand it and so i want to mm-hmm. i want to kind of get into that especially post covid and that's the that's the magic wand part so if you were building out a brand new practice and you could build anything so you know you could build whatever you needed to build what type of headcount would you have what type of technology would you need and what what outcomes or measurements would be important to you um, so practice in terms of like an employer branding practice. Yeah. Or... Yeah. You're going to a brand new brand. So, uh, pick your okay. favorite brand, uh, Patagonia and they've been, they've done nothing there before and, mm-hmm. and, and they, you know, wonderful company, but they've done nothing there in employer brand. What do you, what do you, and then CEO tells you, Hey, listen, we've done nothing here. You've got a blank check, build it. Okay. Um, so in a what post I COVID do... world, by the way. In okay. a post in a post COVID world, so no restrictions. <laughs> so um, I I always um, and I I always refer back to actually the team that got me into uh, EB in the first place. 
uh, because it was one of the first teams even available. So that with the mix of, uh, you know, what would I have in mind? But uh, I would say it would be, you know, one person, myself leading from the top. Um, and then I would have a few re- recruitment marketing strategists mm-hmm. as well, a few folks who are focused as employer branding strategists. Um, and then two social individuals, uh, one that would be focused on uh, the different events. And like you said, it's, it's, it's a COVID environment. So it's going to be, uh, well, sorry, post-COVID environment. So it's going to be physical events as well as uh, in, uh, virtual events. And then a full-out social person who would run out the strategies, um, working with the recruitment marketing and employer brand strategists to push out the strategies. Um, and then along with that, um, let's see. I would also have uh, a few Katrina Kibbins on my team mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who would actually go through and fix the job descriptions because right. uh, that's, that's always something that we're tasked with doing with the other million things we have to do. Um, and then let's see, who's, on top who's, of that. Who's managing your career page uh, uh, in, uh, in, in, in that instance? So in, in, this, in this instance, I would have one person dedicated right. to doing that. Uh, because I've seen so many situations where that falls back on an agency right, and then right, the stuff right. that you want to get done two days ago takes a few months. So, right, right. It needs to happen more real time because things are happening in real time. So, so you have exactly. somebody that manages the career page and that's, so for the audience, that's that, you know, we've thought of career pages historically as a static place where we just put jobs mm-hmm. and the, the, and, and the employer branding, you know, experts like Alex, they look at those things as a, as an opportunity to put content in front of an audience and not exactly. just jobs, jobs, is, jobs, exactly. jobs are important, but jobs are not the only <laughs> thing that, that gets listed in a great careers page. Um, and so, um, okay. So I think I understand kind of strategy wise, what's the technology, you know, what, 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 you know, obviously you've got LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, Glassdoor, you've got different places where you have to manage your brand, but what technologies do you think are important for people to consider? Um, so technologies, um, let's see here. I would say definitely, um, and I, I know these could be hit or miss, but having, having some sort of a chat body in your career page mm-hmm. with the ATS, that would be super key. Um, I also would, um, I would work with Clinch who, uh, Clinch is amazing. I was, really uh, turn on to them by Aldrin Knight mm-hmm. from Foundation Medicine uh, yep. because they gave you the one of the best abilities where just like your shopping experiences when you're going out there and looking for clothing, they still, you know, they'll go back and uh, uh, content market you. Um, sorry, not content market. It's been a while since I've done my, my agency days, but they'll go back and track you with cookies. And that's, that's right. one thing that I have not seen a lot of, a lot of uh, TA technology companies uh, drop into, you know, into their products. And that's something that they offer right off the bat. Yeah. For the audience, Clinch is a, it's what's basically classified as a CRM candidate relationship management application. And so like an Avature, like a Smashfly, and, and there's going to be uh, at least a hundred of these that are really good. The point is, is there's a way once you've sourced candidates to then market to candidates. So when Alex is talking about recruitment marketers and strategists, those are people that basically are thinking about the different personas and the different jobs and funnels that need to be built. And they're using CRMs. Clinch is a you know, fantastic uh, example of that, but they're using CRMs, managing content 
to candidates so that candidates ultimately take the action, which is apply for a job. There you go. I could have summed it up better myself. Is it, <laughs> is it, is it, a, is it social technologies that you really love? Cause you're going to have some social folks in there that are doing programming. Uh, do you have, do you have uh, some social technologies that you just really love or just kind of their table stakes that you have to have? Yes. I mean, I'll, um, I'm always big on organic just because I think you get the, yeah. uh, the best reach that way. However, um, having uh, to run an employee advocacy program, I would say like a, like a bamboo yeah. or everyone's social uh, all depends on how, how extensive you want to get. Um, and then from there, you can also use uh, Hootsuite to push out content, you know, have that all timed up and queued, ready to go. Um, so I would and, say, and you know, for the audience, just so because as and Alex, I'm translating because Alex, uh, some of the audience might not understand some of these terms. Um, sure. That's fine. As you're as you're pushing out content, it's not just jobs. So so just for the audience for our edification, it's it's not just that you've got a software engineering job that you're trying to fill. You're putting out content that's related to and important to that audience. Because you're trying to engage that audience both in the content, but also in jobs. I mean, ultimately you're measured, you you care that people care deeply about your brand, but they they love your brand because of its content and what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, and then they want to come work for you because they they have had a positive brand experience. Exactly. And and to your point, if you're simply just selling them on the jobs, hey, we're hiring, come work for us as right. engineers, they're going to get sick of that, right? Just like any Quickly. other ads from a consumer brands. That's right. Your job should be to tell that story, share, you know, share the, uh, the story of your culture, your people behind the scenes, and you know, bring them into the, the, their daily lives or you know, not just their daily lives where you know, it's inside of a building, inside right. of where they are remotely, tell right. that story. And from there, that's going to capture their attention. I love that. I love that. Okay. Last thing I need to ask about is the measurements of the future. Cause everyone, everyone's curious about this. And yes, 10 different EB specialists, you get 10 different answers or at least 10 different answers. <laughs> What's, what do you think the measurement of EB in the future is? What, how do we know that we're doing a good job at this? Um. So, you know, if it, if it comes down to just the, um, the, the typical measurements, I mean, you're going to see a lower cost per applicant, mm-hmm. cost per hire, um, all that good stuff. But, um, uh, I think it just, it comes to me, it comes down to brand sentiment. Um, you know, what, hmm. what are people really thinking about your brand? Right. Uh, cause I, I can always thought metrics, you know, to you, the rest of the audience, right. uh, you know, my peers, but, um, what do people really, really think about you? And that's something that, um, it's, it's really tough to quantify. Oh, it is. It is. I used to uh, tell people when they asked me that question, I'd say, listen, at the end of the day, hiring is easier. That's mm-hmm. how you know your employer brand is doing going well, because uh, hiring is just easier. When hiring is not easy, it, it, there's there's a bunch of other things that could be at play, but definitely your employer brands, there's something, there's sentiment. There's something else that's in the way of people wanting to work for you and work with you. So, uh, so again, you can look at, you can look for all of those statistics, but if hiring is easier, like you put up a job and you've got, you've done all of the things, like you just went through 10 different things. If you've done all the pieces and you've done all that work. You got great careers page and you're really active in social and building funnels and, and building great content for people. Hiring's just easier. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> just easier. Now, how do you quantify that? Well, I think it is some of those older statistics and older metrics of time to fill and things like that. I think, I think some of that stuff, we've written it off, mm-hmm. uh, but I think as it relates to employer brand, uh, especially in the future, we can bring some of those, dust those, some of those things back off and go, you know, this is why these things, these numbers are lower is yeah. because of sentiment. Uh, unaided brand recall, things like that. Because of these things, people care about our company and want to work here. And thus, that helps us reduce the time to fill. Um, exactly. So all I, would, right. I would say, uh, yeah. sorry. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I want, I want to get you the, the last thought. What, what's your, what's yeah, your so I, I would say on top of that, right? The other uh, indicator is, do you have people internally who, who really care that much about the brand? And that are willing to go out there, out to bat, mm. to share, to refer, to recruit. If they are, that tells you that hey, you've got that happening. I mean, you know, your your biggest ambassadors will be your recruiters because you know you're you're pretty much dressing them up. You're their stylist. You're helping them out, strategizing for them. But the other people who don't work in recruitment are are they are are they really you know I guess drinking the Kool Aid? If they are, and they're just going out there on your own without very little effort from you, once you get the machine up and running. I think you know you got a strong employer brand from that point. I love it. Brother, you and I could talk about this stuff for hours. I so much appreciate it. I know you're busy, man. I just, I really appreciate you carving out some time and, and schooling us on uh, employer brand. And uh, and we'll get another one of these scheduled. We'll talk about some other things because I want to I want to dig more into the career page and how we can do that more effectively. So uh, okay. thank Alex. Thank you so much for carving out time for us, brother. Thank you. Pleasure. All right, Ed. And thanks for everyone for listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. And until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.